Hey everybody, featuring Jeff Goldblum, featuring me, Tyler Armstrong. And me, Janine Bray. And me, Austin Armstrong. <laughs> and as a side note, Natalie Hewitt is here also. A little weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Third person flex, I love it. <laughs> well, welcome everybody, including our side note, Natalie. <laughs> this is featuring Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I want to... First off, just start by saying, uh, Mr. Gary Steed, once again, uh, first person to donate to our very clean... Our PG? Mm. PG-13? PG? What would that be considered? It was our first non-explicit PG. episode, PG, we can yeah. call PG, it PG, yeah. Our first non-explicit episode, and we did we did ask for donations, and Gary came through once again. So, Gary, uh, I'm meeting with an artist tomorrow, and we're working on some very special swag uh, you will be first in line for. And Natasha. Natasha, right behind, second place. Thank you. Brenda, Duke, falling behind Where's once again. Yeah, where is it? Yeah, you, you guys are the ones who started this whole thing. You wanted the potty mouth to end. The rest of the parents backed it, and now here we are. I think we need to start taxing them. $200 shy of our Target Gary t-shirt mark. Mm-hmm. Gary's t-shirt's a $400 <laughs> shirt. It's going to be a really, really nice poly you blend. frame that thing, Gary. Yeah, it's a super nice poly blend. <laughs> anyway, here we are. Are we ready to start? Yeah, let's get after it. Okay. I think I just... I don't, I don't know if I, I, think if I never let it go this long this before. Long, yeah. that, that was a nice little finish. <laughs> All right, so I want to start with something that I just found out about myself that I thought was super interesting. So we're not even going to call this a vibe of the world yet. This is just like this oh, is just this is this Ty, is just Tyler's a vibe. vibe. Tyler's vibe. This is Thai vibes. Thai vibes. Thai vibes. Here you go. here you go. I can give you something for it anyway. Just to welcome to Thai vibes. All right. So we all know Dave Matthews Band, right? DMB, hell yeah. DMB. Okay. Do you know about the Dave Matthews Band Chicago River incident? No. I, I, no, of I 2004. have. I've heard about it, but I've never gotten the real story. Okay. So 2004, Dave Matthews Band is on tour in Chicago, right? It's a balmy, hot Chicago day. That, that hot August weather. Kinsey Street is this uh, famous bridge. The, with a river between that mm-hmm. goes through Chicago, right? The band just gets off tour from a crazy night. They're on the bridge the next morning. They're heading uh, out of Chicago, Illinois, onto the next place. And uh, something happens on the bridge that nobody quite expected. And for whatever reason, their septic tank just dumps out of their tour bus. 800 pounds of septic waste comes out of the tour bus and at the exact same time that the tour boat going down that river right there under that bridge is doing a tour of Chicago where everyone's got their binoculars out to uh, see the things and they've got the person doing the thing and Dave Matthews Band just dumped 800 pounds of septic on a boatload of sightseeing passengers. So they literally shit and pissed on the Chicago River. Oh my god. Yeah, Dave Matthews Band literally shit and pissed on Chicago. Was it, side note, was it you who was telling me a story too about Dave Matthews hitchhiking? No, that's Shia LaBeouf. That's oh, a different story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Kinsey Street Bridge then became like a hot spot for merchandise, specifically brown t-shirts that said, 
Dave Matthews band pooped on me and all I got was this lousy oh. t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> and it's yes. It's own, its yes. own merchandise thing. And the band, I guess, has never lived it down and now it has its own Wikipedia page just for, so you listeners at home can look up Dave Matthews Band, Chicago River Incident. It has its own Wikipedia page, it's, separate from Dave Matthews Band. It's now, it's now a historical event. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is in the history books. Wow. As and and I mean, also, eight hundred pounds of human waste is a lot. Did, yeah. So, if I do was you one think, of those tourists, I would not be amused by the. Yeah. T-shirts. Do you think that they knew that it happened? Like when it happened? Do you think they knew? I mean, they know now. They got their own Wikipedia page. Well, you know they know now. But like, did they just keep driving? The and people are just like, "That's weird." That bus is suddenly leaking. start going a lot faster. Yeah, <laughs> eight hundred pounds lighter. It's like continue I, off the bridge. Yeah, the yeah, driver, I'm we're going, bogging down a little bit. I'm going out on a limb and saying somebody tracked them down and was thinking there's there's a problem with this bus. We should tell them, or we should make sure that they're in jail. That was it no. just sucks to be like Dave Matthews in that, too, because it's like no one really knows. I mean, some of us know who the other members of the band are, but in reality, it's like the Dave Matthews band incident. That's a Dave Matthews incident. Well, those yeah. buses like, don't ride around with like the band name on the side of the bus. Oh, no, they do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They do? Bands that famous spray paint their name. He depends, but Banksy yeah. probably did. <laughs> yeah, I thought that they wouldn't want to be followed. I don't think you can hire Banksy. Well... We can, you want to try? We can try right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's try. All right. Well, so he'll make the Gary t-shirt. Yeah. That's why it's so expensive. It's yeah. going to be a $400 t-shirt only for Gary because Banksy's going to make it. Banksy's going to make it. And we're going to use all the parents' money to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I think $400 is enough to get Banksy, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're all in agreement on that one. All right. I just had to get that out of the way. I guess with that out of the way, though. It's it's really it's a question of taste now, kids. Do you want to do a vibe of the world? Because I got a lot of world news for you. Yeah, let's do some vibes of the world. Okay, then I guess it's not a question of taste. We're just going with what go what with Jermaine it. Says. Go with it. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, welcome to Vibe of the World. Today we're mainly talking. You know, I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna continue the toilet humor for a second. We're gonna start there. We're gonna start today in South Korea. And they're doing something super unique. So, uh, at a college in South Korea, they've turned their toilets uh, into a digital currency creator. So if you poop in these toilets, they turn your excrement into power, which then in turn gives you digital currency to use at this college. Whoa. Yeah. So everyone's asking to use the bathroom. All the yeah. Time. yeah. So so this is an uh, in South Korea. There's a a toilet that pays for your coffee, your bananas, and whatever you want at a university in South Korea, where human waste is literally powering the building. So there's a, an environmental engineer named, and I'm gonna butcher this, and I'm sorry for being so white and terrible in this, but Cho J. Huan. We on? I don't know. Let me know. Anybody. Tweet us, I guess. I can call Kim. He's an environmental engineer. Uh, They're at the Ulsan National Institute of Science and Technology, and they've designed an eco-friendly toilet that literally uses excrement to produce biogas and manure that they're then using as actual literal power to power the building itself. So is it like a compostable toilet type Uh, situation? In in a sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They call it the BV toilet, B-E-E-V-I toilet. 
It's uh, it's B and Vision are the two words they put together to make it. Uh, it uses a vacuum pump that sends the feces to an underground tank, reducing water use overall, allowing microorganisms to break down the waste into methane. They then use that methane as a source of energy for the building. Wow. They also power gas stoves, hot water boilers, and solid oxide fuel cells with it to power the entire process. And then they're making it a thing that they're putting this toilet in and telling people they can go there if they use this toilet. As soon as they leave, depending on the amount of excrement, they are given digital currency for that excrement, which then is used on a little card that they can use throughout the school to buy food, pay for books at the bookstore, etc., etc. Are they using... So are they powering the school with that energy or just certain just this one building in the school for now i feel like that's going to create a financial rift between (laughs) that was good yeah solid that was was really solid (laughs) guys are gonna have more money than girls because they shit more how do you know that i don't think that's a fact i don't think that's true i I don't think that's a known fact you only girls hide it better 30 pounds so no she weighs 110 Close? Am I close? Is that a guess? That's a hard guess. I think it's wrong. But anyway, uh, the average (laughs) person, and they're not saying guy or girl, the average person defecates 500 grams of waste a day. So that's more than a pound. That can be converted to about 50 liters of methane gas. One pound of excrement? uh, No. uh, 500 grams can be converted to 50 liters of methane gas. Oh, nice. So then that generates about 0.5 kilowatts of electricity it takes so for example it takes about 1.2 kilowatts to be able to like start an electric car Mm. so given 0.5 per 500 grams a day of waste like you actually can come up with quite a lot of power fairly quickly it takes a lot of energy to start a car actually so then the virtual currency is called (laughs) it's called google (laughs) What? But it's G G O O L, but it's Google. Google. No, it, it's Google. Is, is the other G silent? There's two G's. You're, so the, there's no G before or in front or around the L. He's saying it like Google. Google. I right. thought you were G-G-O-O-L. saying Google. G G O O L. So it's just Google. 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 But if you say it fast, Google. And in Korean, South Korean, God knows, knows how they say it. Yeah, right. Uh, it actually means honey in Korean. That's oh. the word for honey. <laughs> the honey bucket. Yeah, yeah it's literally the honey bucket. Honey pot. Honey pot. Yeah. No, honey pot is something different. Honey bucket. No, it's funny because the honey bucket. We have septic like drivers out here who drive trucks called the honey bucket. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was my swear. I think mess. honey pot is. Yeah, that's why I thought it was an odd thing to say, because yeah. I didn't know about the honey bucket I'm thing. surprised they haven't gotten into cancel culture yet, because they have, like, little Asian man holding the, like, Winnie the Pooh stick with a bucket on it. Well, let's not start. Okay, let's down not. That I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for, for every person who uses the toilet, they can they can expect to gain around 10 gigool a day, which then can be used all around this. campus to buy coffee, cup of noodles, fruits, and books. Students can pick up products they want and shop with a QR code that is provided by So they Google. So they finish 
they flush and then they scan the QR code and then it's sent to them on their I phone. I mean, as or soon whatever. as the flush happens, they get yeah, an, an option. Oh. Scan, yeah. Well, they spelled it on Google. They spelled it K K U L. Okay, G G O O L is what I'm seeing. Honey. Oh. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> can, can we hear it in Korean? Ear. Cool. 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 So it's cool. 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 So it's cool. Yeah. And it is cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really freaking cool because yeah. you poop in a toilet, you get some money that then can use around campus, and it's actually powering the building around it. Uh, so there is a quote, if you're ready for it, from from the the university rep who put it on. It said, I had only ever thought that feces are dirty, but now it is a treasure of great value to me. Uh, sorry, this is a postgraduate student. Uh he says that I even talk about feces during meal times to think about buying any book that I want. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be no more body shaming in South yeah. Korea. Everyone's going to be eating so much. So Love that's it. that's the South Korean news. Are we ready for more? Yeah. Okay. So Keep we're going to we're going to make our way all the way over to Ireland. Ireland. I, I feel like we got to keep up the vibe though. So. Get going in the background again. Yeah, so that was a long. That was a lot of poop talk. Mm -hmm. But okay, so uh, in Ireland, in Limavady, what what is it? L i m a v a d y. Okay, and yeah. I put on the worst Irish accent I could yeah. to yeah. pronounce yeah. it. We need Christopher Walken to do that. We do. Anyway, uh, so a man went to court recently, who was found with cocaine between his buttocks. And in court, he told them that someone else must have put it there. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was his argument. So the it. judge described the incident as bizarre. Uh, he's a convicted drug offender that found a bag containing cocaine between his buttocks. And Declan Butcher, 31, from Glenmoe Park in Limavede, appeared before the Dairy Magistrate's Court saying that he... <laughs> pleads not guilty because someone else must have put that cocaine there without his knowledge. <laughs> I, I would like clarification. It is between his butt cheeks, not It, it up was his when they butt. found it. Okay. Maybe it slipped. Well, out. he probably, yeah, the cops are probably coming after him. He's like, oh, God, and just like slipped it in there. Like, they'll never check here. Mm. So I guess well, the, the yeah. original claim was that uh, police constable told the judge that Mickle Holm ran from police after a disturbance outside a bar. They chased him down, find him hiding inside of a toilet uh, in which they found this cocaine between his buttocks in which he claims he had no idea that it was there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and uh, the case rolls on. So he has not been charged yet. Well, I mean, how can they prove it? You know? I mean, <laughs> I feel like the burden of proof might be on him at this point. Because I highly doubt he had like a heavy amount of cocaine just shoved in his butt crack. Well, I mean, it didn't you ever see um, something Maria? She had like all the, like she did like 26 condoms worth of heroin and swallowed them. And then pooped them out. Yeah. Hmm. No, I never lot. saw that, but that's a brilliant idea. Maria full of grace. That's what it's called. And Maria full of cocaine. Yeah. I think it's no, correct. full of heroin, but yeah. Full of heroin. Oh, heroin. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, she must have been tired. It was in well, balloons. It was inside condoms. Okay. Yeah. And they held up. Do you know which brand so, of condom yeah. that was? Didn't, I don't, I don't yeah, I was going to say, did Maria survive <laughs> this? Yeah, or? She survived. Gotta take a bunch of antacids if you're going to do that kind of crap. 
good good note. Literally. Good note. Natalie's a drug mule coach. Yeah. Little do we know. You just got back from vacation. What yeah. were you doing? Takes some <laughs> a very quick vacation. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Take some omeprazole. It'll dilute your asses and everything will be fine. Okay, we got it. Okay, wow. so take note, everybody, Hash- and also don't. Yeah, don't do I it. I have a story to tell. Also, hashtag you have keeper. Story is it world news? <laughs> <laughs> is it some world news. It's some world news. Yeah. All right. Let's well, hit I it. mean, I think they're American. I mean, that's they're in the world. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, world news that's obvious. I don't know. I mean, so um, big things happen. It's just like a sweet little thing. Okay. But great. um, there was this um. This couple was watching a wedding scene on TV, and then the husband looked at the wife, and he was like, let's do it. And she's like, do what? And he's like, let's get married. And because he has Alzheimer's, and he didn't know that they were already married. So they got married again because he's so in love with her. And it's he a just 50 proposed. first dates moment? Well, I guess so. Kind yes! of. I mean, two first dates now. Yeah. Oh they God. might have 48 more but, coming. But they, you know, and so they, they just, like, get to know each other all the time because he has Alzheimer's and doesn't remember her but he was so in love with her that he wanted to get married again and then you know the t- the headline was there wasn't a dry eye in the house you know and he forgot he was married to his wife and um so so this was like a love at first sight again type of thing yeah wow it's mm-hmm. cute and also yeah. a lot of confusion when he's like, well, what is this lady doing in my house? But yeah. What am I doing? Not well, he just was, seizing he the He was moment. in the hospital, wasn't he? Uh, no, they were at home. Oh, he was on like... When a, did the hospital come in? I don't know. I just figured he was sick. No, also, he had Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. You know, you yeah, can yeah. be at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was I just thought it was real cute. sinfully living with a woman that he loved out of wedlock and decided to make it legitimate. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought of her anyway. He had early onset. He's only 56. Oh. Yeah. And so she's just trying to be really positive about it. And well, that sounds delightful. And it's a cute mm. little picture. Mm-hmm. Getting married. I have a shout out to do. So this past weekend, the American Cup and the Euro Cup. Yeah, Italy won. Italy and Argentina. Yep. Argentina nice. beat Brazil and Italy beat England. Yep. Huge. Huge. The underdogs both won. Uh, Italy's not an underdog. No, they're not. They're really good. But everyone thought England was going to take it. Who thought England was going to take it? Didn't they? English people. The English yeah. people. No, English yeah. people hoped, but nobody thought. Yeah. I watched sports last Is night. Is England on fire today, by the way? Basketball. I don't know. I, wow. Cause, there's cause, probably riots. Because they the were winning, and when ball. they started losing, <laughs> I just I feel ball. like England might be in a bad place today because those soccer fans well everybody's being really racist towards the black english people and saying horrible things to them and harassing them really severely and blaming them for their loss but they played better than the white players yeah i watched the game but they're still being racist because people are just racist and they're using it as an excuse yeah they have like the fastest guy in the entire cup as their striker yeah now paris is buying all of them (laughs) i'm dead serious (laughs) Mbappe wanted to move teams and Paris found out and so they spent like half a million dollars on buying all the other players including those English players we're talking about to join the new PSG team for next year so now PSG's stupid it's it's like Space Jam it's like they're the aliens from Space Jam I watched basketball last night how was it? Phoenix and Michael Jordan oh the final the finals? it's the finals right? yeah Michael Jordan 
No, no. The Suns. No, it's like he's, it was he's the really been wanting to watch Space Jam. And it was um th- that Greek guy, the tall Greek guy. He's like six eleven. Six eleven is yeah. that even a? Is that still a size that we're? <laughs> yeah, there's he's so seven tall. foot tall gentlemen out there. Well, Shaq was people almost there. Yeah. Or if not there. Yeah. Yeah. Who are they were playing? Who the Lakers? No. Who did they play? Uh, the Suns are green. Phoenix. They're green. Green. With the Celtics. Buck. Bucks. The Bucks. The Bucks. So like a Wyoming Milwaukee? team or something. Not Mil- the Celtics. No. Wow, we Milwaukee. are not a sports podcast. Yeah, I think it is the Bucks. It's the Bucks. Yeah, I think you're right. I watched it, and then our power went out. <laughs> was it <laughs> a fi- like? Was it important? I don't it's the, know. It's the NBA Finals. So it's I mean, like kind the, of. Okay, it's it's the first important. basketball game I've ever watched. Wait, okay. and power went out last night? Yeah. And did out. the green team or the, the team with the Suns on their jerseys win? The Suns lost because, not because, but the way I know that the Suns lost is because if the Suns won, then Taco Bell was doing this deal where everybody got a free taco. Like, you could just go to Taco Bell and get a free taco. So instead of Taco Bell, like, closed for the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one anywhere gets tacos And also, today. it was like when their power went out, it was like 107 to 90 or to 73 or something. So, so the Bucks one, so everyone's getting a free junior bacon cheeseburger yeah. at Wendy's, which are nowhere anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Wendy's, man. I know. They got the short end of the stick there. That's why they made the D&D game. They did. Yeah. Which we will play. Not in. a bad play. So, also, fair warning for guests. Um, next episode, I am preparing us for the Wendy's D&D game because we're going to do a short stint on, on episode two of uh, Jeff Goldblum's newest venture in D&D, and then we ourselves will play uh, the first stint of Wendy's D&D game where you kill McDonald's Hi. and the other... Like the characters in McDonald's? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm Love so it. down. Damn. We'll be in the Frosty yeah. Frostdale Ooh, wins. Uh, I also have something, a word of a day. Word of the day. I haven't done that yeah, in a while. Yeah, let's do it. Here comes word of the day. All right, so today's word of the day. That was the more you know. It's actually a Japanese that? word, mm. but the translation I loved. So the word is kuchisa, kuchisa, kuka. Is this about your mouth being lonely? Yes. Yeah, oh. Will you not? <laughs> kuchisa bishi. When you're not hungry, but you eat because your mouth is lonely. <laughs> Sorry, I ruined that. Love it. I love and it. Natalie, did he pronounce that right? I don't know. I would have to see the transcript. Uh, here. How did I know? Or yeah. You need it yeah. actually. Kuchisa bishi. Yeah. Kuchisa bishi. Thank you. Kuchisa when you're not bishi. hungry, but you eat because your mouth, mouth is lonely. Oh, love it. I, I really, do that all the time. I, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's a good word. I'm sorry I ruined it. You know, I feel like you just for like kind of foreshadowed it. Okay. There you, you go. Yeah. yeah. Cause they didn't know that was a mouth thing. <laughs> Nobody ever sees that coming. Yeah. All right. So I got a weird kinder news for you too. Kinder news has been so hot lately. You ready for more? Yeah. Always. Everybody. Gary, you ready? We sorry to call you out all the time, but like, <laughs> honestly, you just come into our life so often and we just feel like we have to bring it back. But <laughs> you have to shut out your, your greatest fan. Yeah. Right? Here's, here's the kinder news. Here we go. Side note, do you think that, like, all the views we see is just Gary re-listening? <laughs> I think he only listens once. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. I still feel like he just puts him on repeat because we say his name so much that he loves it. <laughs> I actually locked out his IP address so we can see. <laughs> I have news after. It's Kinder News. 
It's more Kinder News? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. We got Perfect. a whole segment of it. Okay. All right, everybody. Today on Kinder News, we want to talk about some adults doing some real weird Kinder stuff. Are you ready? Like, today we are talking about mm-hmm. Adelaide's Big Bird Bandits. These are some Australians who just appeared in court after stealing a very realistic Big Bird costume from from a Sesame Street parade that came through. So two men were charged for theft. Uh, This costume was $160,000, which they stole from the Sesame Street Circus Spectacular at Bonnethan Park. Uh, the pair were charged with theft and unlawfully being on premises. So. Well, that is a really good costume. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so they did return it a few days after they stole it, along with an apology letter signed by the Big Bird Bandits that said uh, they were apologizing <laughs> the for being Bird such Bandits. a big burden. <laughs> <laughs> They were a big burden. Oh, man. They were just having a rough time and wanted to cheer themselves up. We had a great time with Mr. Bird. He's a great guy. And no harm came to our friend, they said. So then they show up in court looking like uh, like Hall & Oates (laughs) had a Burning Man experience themselves. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, and yeah, they claimed full fault but said that they would, in fact, do it again if they could. And uh, the costume itself was made with actual ostrich feathers that were flown in from New York. And they are still in court. There's ostriches in New York? Yeah, I was going to say, there's a large ostrich (laughs) population out there. That's where the feathers came from, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Obviously died, because I've never seen a yellow ostrich. Oh, yeah, died. Well, yeah. Yeah, these, these, uh, these champions of kinder news, I guess... They watched the street circus, waited for them to put the costume away, took now, the costume, did a photo shoot with the costume, okay, left the I was, costume. I was going to ask, like, what did they do with the costume? Yeah, brought it back with that note inside well, and are now facing a, court. illegally being on premises, which means they snuck into somewhere that was close to the public. Mm-hmm. And then returned the costume, which is also did the they, other So they, their... they stole it and returned it without getting caught? Yeah. Well, they got caught. They got when caught. they returned okay. it. Gotcha. But the, the note... Yeah, of being a big burden was put inside. <laughs> I mean, good for them to return it, but they could have like got away with it if they didn't, probably. Yeah. Until they like try to do the Sesame Street Circus. I don't know if it's the thing that you can like have out and about yeah. and be like, oh yeah, I just I made it. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken me fourteen years, but they finally got it down. <laughs> I killed a lot of ostriches. You have more Kinder news? Yeah. Um, this fourteen-year-old girl. Um, one, did you guys hear about this? This she is teen won- news, actually. Okay. No, it'll work. We'll, we'll let it slide today. <laughs> Sorry. Do they have to be younger than 13 for kinder news? I mean, I feel like we should have a teen. I feel like we should be playing Taylor Swift or something in the background for, for teen news. Awesome. You know? Start singing some Taylor Swift while yeah, what I do, you do know? this news. Okay. Shake it. No, that's not Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it off. Fairy tale. No. No. When you- <laughs> Zyla Avangard makes Spelling Bee History and Other Moments from the Bee. This 14-year-old girl, it was the first uh, African-American girl to win the Spelling Bee from Scripps Bee Champion. And the word was Mariah, M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. Somebody look that up quick. M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. A-Y-A. 
A. Yeah, but she, it's like. Who? What? We're looking at what? M U R R A Y A. Can you give me a definition? I hope you noticed that I only (laughs) knew like two lines of that song and then just mumbled the rest of it. (laughs) It sounded good. It sounded right. Yeah. Can can we get a definition for M U R R A Y A? Is that right? Oh, yeah, it's a cheese. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're thinking of Monster. M U R R A Y A. Yeah. Mariah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you get Avant-garde's winning word was Mariah, a genus of flower citrus tree that comes from Eastern Asia and Australia. Charles Linnaeus, the first botanist to form... Why are you doing all this over my screen? To formally describe the plant, gave it a Latin name inspired by one of his Swedish botany students. And can you use it in the sentence, please? <laughs> I... <laughs> I planted some Mariah in my yard this afternoon. All right, I think I got it. It's M-U... R R A Y A. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Do you, want, do you want me to play it for you? Bravo! I can yeah. play it for you. But, okay, I want to talk about this girl, though, because she is badass, and I saw these videos of her, and she she was in the Guinness... Mariah. Okay, we know how to say it. <laughs> Thank you. She was in the... Um, she holds three Guinness World Records for dribbling, bouncing, and juggling basketball. And this was all before she was in the ninth grade. Wait, is she doing this while she does she, the spelling bee? <laughs> no. Wait. Does, so but she, she... There's this video of her on a unicycle dribbling, like, four basketballs all at once. Like, you know. And she also won a record in a spelling bee. Mm-hmm. So and what can't just, she do? She wants to, like, be an astronaut, be in the WNBA, and do something else. Like, she's bad well, at she's, she she's terrible yeah, at baseball. No, and so there's this other video of her where she's juggling, like, four... Or dribbling four basketballs and then two... Two or three smaller balls. Also, she's bound, she's juggling oh, the, the smaller time? ball all at the same okay, time. Okay, so and I, it's playing that like Harlem Globetrotters like whistle song, like do 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 do. I I can't think of the song, but you know what I'm thinking of. Yeah, she's got it. <laughs> There's a podcast called Yo Is That Racist, and you just made me think of it. But carry on. <laughs> well, I mean that song is. Go I'm, ahead. I'm not allowed to sing the song. No, you can sing the song. I, I think I think I'm in the clear with that one. Okay. Yeah, I think. That's like the Harlem Globetrotters' claim to fame. Is they're all like I mean, I'm super multifaceted, PC and I talented. You were super PC, so PC. yeah. Anyway, so PC I know it from Scooby Doo, okay. But yeah, she's just awesome. Rad, fourteen, mm-hmm. a genius. Mm-hmm. Also super talented. With Rides unicycles and juggles and, and dribbles basketballs. Yep, and yeah. wants to be an astronaut. <laughs> oh, you guys want to try and spell some of the. Yeah, the give words it, give, that give us her winning on? words. No. Yeah, no, that people failed on. Yeah, even better. No, wait, let's do a Kinder News thing, and then yeah, we're gonna go around okay. the circle and try to spell some words. I have a lot of strengths. Uh, spelling is definitely a deficit. You have more Kinder News? No, we call this is the Kinder News spelling bee now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Oster up first. Oh gosh. Okay. This one's easy. Oh, perfect. Cloxacillin. What? Cloxacillin. <laughs> it's so what? easy. Cloxacillin? Yeah. Can you use it as a sentence, please? Clox. It's a semi-synthetic oral penicillin. Cloxacillin. Oh, I actually might get I'm that. I'm just trying to put in my head if it's an AU. If, if he doesn't o. get it, it's, it's your next. It's, okay. She can't tell me. I won't I won't tell you. Clox, I'm going to give you a Cloxacillin. Yeah. So C-L. No. Wait, yes, carry on. C-L-A-U. No. C-L-O. Yeah. X. Yeah. A. Yeah. C. Uh-huh. I. Uh-huh. L L I N. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
technically you failed because you're supposed to get them all right yeah, no, the first yeah. time. I'm not, not going to take, take the point, but I wanted to see if and I can get Natalie. it. Natalie. Yeah. Uh-oh. Torticollis. No. Frida Kahlo? <laughs> An acute or chronic, often painful condition characterized by involuntary, intermittent, or sustained contraction of the muscles of the neck, okay. such as the okay. sternocleidomastoid or trapezius, that causes the head to tilt or turn sideways, yes. bend forward or backwards, or jerk abnormally. <laughs> so okay. Say it one more time. Torticollis. T-O-R-T. Mm-hmm. A. Mm-mm. Well, then, O? Mm-mm. Okay. Then I'm e? You want me to spell it for you? T O R Tort T O R T. It's an I. Torticollis. It's an I. T O R T I C A U. Collis. O L L I S. Yes. Good job. Man, we would have failed this spelling me ten times over. Okay. Zero for zero for two so far. Do you have any IKEA furniture you need put together? Because I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A goes into E2. <laughs> e goes into J5. Okay. Do you need your washing machine put in? Installed? We also sell really good too. meatballs. Platylepidid. <laughs> Platylepidid? Platylepidid. Did you stutter there? That's supposed to be there. Platylepidid. Can you use it is in it, a sentence? Is, hold on. Is it platylepidid or platylepidid? Platylepidid. Platylepidid. Well, it starts with a P, that's for sure. Yeah, platylepidid. Uh, then I want to say A-S-S and then move on to the next word. (laughs) (laughs) It's the definition of platylepidid is a barnacle of the genus platylepus. Platylepus. That's helpful. It's a platypus. (laughs) Platypus. Platylepidid. So think of platypus. P-L-A-T. Uh-huh. Y? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, perfect. Platylepidid. Uh-huh. If so, anyone's so gonna L- on uh-huh. this, it's gotta be him. Uh, come on. E. Mm-hmm. Come on, Mister. Platylep. again. Platylepidid. Adid. Platylepidid. So an A again. Uh huh. D. Uh huh. I. Uh huh. D. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my God. First try. Woo. God, it feels good to be a spelling bee champion. Let me get my unicycle out. Yeah. And the look on your face is exactly how people okay. might imagine it. Here's the bonus <laughs> round, because it's an interesting word. Let's see how you spell it. Should we all try to spell it and then see yeah, if Yeah, we should all right? try to spell it at the same time. Okay. Can I just this is not? <laughs> all at once, everybody. Let's and first. the word is... Okay. I was going to pronounce it Giga. Some people say it's Gigo. Some people say it's Gugo. So, uh, yeah, yeah. what language I, is it? I, when I read it, I read it Giga, and it's a showy trifle, a bauble, a trinket. Or also Grandma. Giga. <laughs> Giga. So, anyway. So, G. Is, yeah, G. G-I-G-A. No. I want to say E is next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giga? G-E-E-G-A-U-H. No. G-A-U-G-H. No. G-A-G-H. No. We said G-E. We already said G-E is first, so. G-E. Where's the buzzer? G-E-G-A-W. G-E-E. G-A-W. G-E-E-G. Uh-huh. A-W? Yeah. G-E-E-G-A-W. Giga. Grandma. But some people say. I get a half point. Jago. See, my brain's all Japanese with the Giga. Where's it? Where's the word from? It's, a, it's a English. 
Giga? A showy trifle, a bauble, a trinket. Hmm. I have a few gigas at home. Yeah. <laughs> Would you yeah. like to see my shelf of gigas? Mm. I have a Viking horn I like to I drink out of sometimes. You like to giga with? You do not have very many gigas. Oh, you have never seen my giga collection. It's in, I, they're in boxes. Okay, well then I guess that's true because your room is very sparse. Yeah, I like sparse. Easy to keep together. Mm. Little maintenance. Okay, true. now Natalie. When you have too many gigas, no. it's just clutter. Natalie, sternocleidomastoid process. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, last time we were supposed to talk about some local news, and it and it got cut because time got short. Mm-hmm. So I thought we would jump into that local news now today. Okay. If we that could. Sounds good. Today, and I have like a local news jam. Yeah. Magic. All right. This is a local news jam from a local boy, actually, too. Okay. Yeah. So uh, local news jam from a local boy. Yeah, we're gonna do some local history with a That's local the name news of jam. My band. Local news jam from I'm a, a local, local boy. Here we go. I get up in the evening. Does he work for the Sentinel press banner? The, the guy who wrote the music? No. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure Shia wrote this. <laughs> it is Shia's song. Oh my gosh, yes. All right. Hashtag LoFi Shia. Check him out on Spotify. Lo-Fi Shia? Mm-hmm. Lo-Fi Shia. So today we're talking about tunnel number five. All right. So South Pacific Coast Railroad. I feel like I should do it to the beat if I can. South Pacific <laughs> Coast Railroad. Route through the Santa Cruz Mountains. Tunnel number five. Zianti. Easiest of you. All right. With me so far? Hold <laughs> up. There's more. It's all new. All right. So once upon a time, 1879, the railroad was building through all the tunnels and mountains in the area straight on through up to the coast through the mountains to the trees lumber's the main things that they need right and do it i can now i can talk normal (laughs) 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 all right so uh they were dynamiting and making tunnels all the way through for for lumber purchases and things throughout the 1800s right they're making the way through the santa cruz mountains here uh, as they're going through Zianti, they hit what they called Tunnel Number Five. Now, at the time, Tunnel Number Five was underneath this big uh, hillside in Zianti. I'll give you the exact coordinates later on, but uh, it's near Zianti Creek on the way through, and uh, the stability of the rock was such that for the first time, they felt like dynamiting wasn't necessary. So they actually bored through this tunnel without even putting up, like stints and wooden things because because the rock was so solid that they're able to make a 250 foot cut through one of the shortest tunnels in the whole right of way mm. right through this mountain to go into the other side in Zianti. so uh for most of its time in the 1800s tunnels entirely unremarkable other than it wasn't dynamited and then wood posted to hold it up it held its own 
uh, up through 1887. They start to upgrade it. In 1907, they actually widen the tunnel to allow for other types of engines to go through it. Everything is normal through the 1800s. They're just using us as a pass-through tunnel. Stuff's good, right? South Pacific buys this in the early 1900s, continued to use as a tunnel. But then, in November of 1940, tunnels abandon, as is the entire line. They dynamite down the rest of those pass-throughs through Zianti, on the way up over through Gilroy, all those things. Because? Taken out. Because South Pacific was expensive, things got hard, they're not doing lumber so much, they start all the state parks, start coming into place, everything gets protected, there's no longer a lumber industry, the railway can't afford to keep all these lines open and do things with them, right? So instead of just mothballing it, they blew out the tunnels? Blew out the tunnels and closed them entirely. Because they didn't want people trespassing, it's dangerous, you have to have upkeep on these things, right? So they got all closed, except... For tunnel number five. Tunnel number five. Tunnel number five survives. So, in 1940, this tunnel remains entirely intact. And they did think about dynamiting it, but they don't. Because they think if they do, since they didn't even dynamite it to open it, they could actually collapse the whole side above that is now having homes above it and other things. And it's become like part of a staple of this community here. And dynamiting that could like collapse the whole hillside and cause this huge thing. So, tunnel number five gets left. The only tunnel left completely intact in that whole stretch that they're working on, right? How Do we know how long tunnel number five is? 250 feet. 250, okay. Yep. So, for the next 15 years after 1940 until 1955, that tunnel just became like a local thoroughfare. Like, it was just known that this tunnel existed. It was owned, technically, still by South Pacific, but nobody really cared that it was used as, like, a pass-through. So, basically, which some of you may still remember or still know to this day, that right-of-way went from, like, uh, Western States Drive, Woodland Road, that area, through to Madrone Way, now called Redwood Road. Uh, It was this unpaved access that South Pacific owned, but nobody stopped people from, like, using to just, like go through to picnic and find their way to the river and use. So it just became this like known little pass through thoroughway nice. for the local public. So then it gets another new life. In 1952, uh, with the red scare going on and the potential threat of uh, bombs falling on us at any time and everyone's starting to learn to crawl under the desk. Uh, those uh, maybe dad remembers this. Era. Bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah, 1952. 1952. He wasn't quite he alive wasn't yet. Born yet? Yeah. So maybe. Boy meets world episode. Grandpa would know. What? Yeah. Sure. So anyway, up there. Uh, in 1952, Western States Atomic Vault Company gets wind of this thing and is looking all over the country now for places that they can make into quite literally atomic vaults. Because with the worry of the threat scare, it's like straight out of Fallout. Like this video game style. It's like they're literally building bomb shelters for the rich that people would like pay to go into to survive a nuclear fallout and then come out after the aftermath. So they built one in Zianti. They took over that tunnel. Like I said, 15 years. So 1952, they caught wind. They buy it. But it isn't until about 1955 that they actually completely start to renovate this tunnel so they cement it they wood frame it then they fully insulate it and turn it into an actual atomic vault to withstand an atomic bomb so western states buys the tunnel converts it into a private shelter 
and by the end uh, mid 50s or so the tunnel is entirely sealed they blow out one side of it completely granited it off the other side they put an atomic sealed door on oh wow and completely close it off from anyone using it and ma- put a building in front of it and make it what is now known as the quote-unquote atomic vault in Zianti, which is specifically meant for that thing. They had guards 24-7 stationed at a gatehouse. They added ballast. They, like, climate-controlled it. It became a facility specifically for the purpose of withstanding atomic bombs. So then, not many years later, they end up deciding they don't need any atomic vaults, Cold War ends without compromise and disney finds out about this vault so walt disney buys the entire vault so random (laughs) out of scare for a future atomic thing no as their own private safe in the santa cruz mountains for which they own to this day which still to this day houses old film reels of old disney movies it has microfilm microfiche records uh, about a million dollars worth of miniatures, the most oh. massive miniatures collection of Disney propaganda known to man is housed right under our noses That's in Zianti in this now climate control. I, I just don't vault. get why they wouldn't like put that up at a Disney World or Disneyland like that. I mean, I get the reels and things like that, but like miniatures, I feel like that could be a display somewhere. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it's a it's a secret stash. Or they were, maybe they were his favorites, and he's like, yeah, I want all these for me. His own personal, yeah, his personal it's, stash. It's just yeah. the person. There's also marriage certificates in there. Did I mean, he there's have any other connection to this area? Uh, Disney does have some connection to the area because of Walt Disney's old love of railroads in general, and the South Pacific mm-hmm. Line out here is one of the most historic and unique lines. Mm-hmm. That exist out here because it started as a lumber line, then was bought by South Pacific and became this like iconic suntan special line in the twenties when when Disney Wait, was kind so of becoming could popular. Have, could some bigwigs have just kind of been incognito in your on your railroad and just trying I mean, to be all average Joe? It, it wasn't our railroad at the time; it was owned by South Pacific. But it used to go all the way to San Francisco. It used to go through San Jose and in, and it was the suntan special. It was the thing in the yeah, day. Yeah, you took it from Santa Cruz out to like Saratoga. You correct? you could go yeah. you go further. You could yeah. go from San Francisco, San Jose, out to the redwoods and back again to the beach all in one day. And it was like unheard of to do that before on the West Coast in any way. By so this was by steam train back then. Yeah, yeah, by nice. steam. So this was a huge deal, right? So Disney still to this day their most iconic thing in Disneyland is that steam train. But his love of steam trains starts with that idea of Suntan so Special. Hence, he buys the Zianti Vault. Th- that train that's out there is an old SP train, then. Is it? Is that South Pacific train? At, at Disneyland? Yeah. No, they have a little tiny replica. A little replica. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the, the interest and the love comes from that South Pacific line love and the mm-hmm. fact that this tunnel was specifically built in such a way that it was perfect to then become a vault, which to this day is a vault. And now I'm going to give you guys the geo-coordinates. Is it still guarded? Uh, supposedly, although there's plenty of pictures of it everywhere. It's heavily graffitied. <laughs> Not a lot of guarding. <laughs> no. But it has an atomic door on it. Good so, luck. the west portal of this vault, which I believe is the portal that you can access easiest, or at least see the entrance of, mm-hmm. uh, is at the geo-coordinates. Everybody get your pencils ready. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 37.087 north. 
by 122.045 west. Now, the East Portal, that should be the I one. I feel like someone on the radio is telling me where to catch fish right now, yeah. and I love it. So, <laughs> East Portal, which would have been blown out, would be 37.086 north by 12200.6 west on the other side of things. It's a 250-foot gap on either end. What I'm telling you guys is there's probably uh, multi-millions dollars worth of stuff just down the Shoved street. in a gigantic cement tube. Yeah. Nice. Which is mostly not guarded at this point. And it's here. So I was thinking... It doesn't sound like it'd be good stuff to try and move, though, if you're on the black market. It's just highly unique. Well, nobody really knows it exists. You'd You'd have to make one of those, like magazine cut ransom notes to Walt Disney's No, I feel like if you put it... We have his favorite duck. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound like the kind of stuff that you would really want to steal because you can't old Old reels and stuff, though? That stuff, people... Yeah, I feel like you could digitize it and it's worth a million. No, even like film collectors, people like that, museums. So I guess what I'm saying, guys, is we're forming a team and if you guys want to write in and help, you're going to have to just send a resume to feet.jeffgoldbloompodcast at gmail.com. We're we're looking to build the Jeff Goldblum 11. We need 11 people (laughs) of different varying abilities. Austin kind of has the welding and and thermal cutting thing down. Start with a fence or this whole thing's useless. Your explosives? Yeah. Okay, so we got explosives. No, no. It sounds like Natalie's No, 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 no. Hard no on that one. Anyway, (laughs) send in your resumes. We're looking, we're interested in knowing who's interested. No, I can like repel from a building into another tunnel. You're going to be our Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'll be the Tom Cruise. Was he, I don't think he was in Ocean's Eleven. No, but he was in Mission Impossible and he did some serious repelling. repelling. Yeah. Yeah. He also had multiple faces. Yeah. Me too. Perfect. Perfect. All right, anyway. That was feet.jeffgoblinpodcast.gmail.com. Just go ahead and send your resume and uh, any any other documents. I'm really excited for our next podcast when the sheriffs show up. We so should burn. I, I always think of Nazis when I think about Disney, and it's because Disney Walt Disney was like buddies with Werner von Braun, who was like a, a Nazi engineer. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he made Lion King. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He also engineered the magic carpet for Aladdin. Yes, I he engineered do it. know that there was a lot of really direct anti-Nazi cartoons. But not by Disney. N- not by Disney. Disney is full. Is, Disney has a very. That's probably Mickey Mouse was a Nazi. So okay, it was so probably Warner back Brothers. Then, who was Warner the Brothers. It, it was Goofy reason, who waterboarded Mickey in into day, not being a Nazi. One. I think. <laughs> creator of cartoons back in that era. Am I, am I remembering no, that I don't wrong? think so. But so Okay, so Bugs Bunny, Warner Brothers, they're all totally separate back in that day. That's Bugs Bunny is separate from like, yeah, that's Disney. Looney yeah, that's okay. Warner Brothers. Did I miss something? Totally yeah, I missed something. I... Austin died. Tyler just killed the audience me with that. I just tuned him yeah. out again. <laughs> I didn't Tyler hear. just killed me with that look. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Uh, that's some local news. About what your year did that tunnel get made again? 1940? Uh, well, that's when it got it got transferred over in 1954. And when did to into, a, into a vault? And so Disney got and it yeah, in and and right around 53 to 55 is when Disney bought it and slowly transformed it into what we know now. And there is a peek inside, and it looks well, it kind of looks like a Nazi thing going on in there to be perfectly honest i i feel like i'm supposed to see fingers coming through those cages. yeah it looks terrifying to be honest inside there oh it is creepy uh i mean not that it's just 
cyclone fencing inside of a vault. It's not that bad. Have you been inside of a vault with cyclone fencing before? It's terrifying. I've seen cyclone fencing. I've been below the boardwalk before, and let me tell you, there's cyclone fencing, and there's a bunch of weird stuff stored in there. I've never been down there, and I really want to go. I want to go, too. They're a little underground tunnel. Yeah. I well, we can that. do that as our practice. Yeah. Before we get into the vault. We're going to break into the boardwalk I have first. a red jumpsuit. Let's go. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I have a uh, flying squirrel onesie. That, true. So we're going <laughs> to pretend that we're filming a movie at the boardwalk, because mm-hmm. they always fall for that. Yeah. Make oh. our way through the elevator to the basement, because it is an elevator. I'll mm-hmm. be the distraction style. for the security up top. I'll mm-hmm. create a... This is all happening while I'm drilling through and planting the explosives. Right. I mean, the yeah. red jumpsuit was an us reference. Uh, uh, the, yeah, and I was gonna say this is us, but that's different. I was <laughs> I was thinking different. money heist. No, oh, us. I Remember, they filmed the boardwalk. There's yeah, a creepy movie. Heist, There's rabbits thing, down there. Yeah, suits, but with a mask, there yeah. is actually rabbits below the boardwalk too. Is there? Yeah, that's that's normal. Okay. Like bunnies, like bush bunnies. Yeah, you gotta watch that movie. So, they just put out a biological sleep and dreaming study, uh, research digested. Which said that older people, as in people uh, born, uh, we're going to say pre-boomer or boomer and before, Mm -hmm. tend to dream in more black and white. What? Yeah. The majority of people in color. I think I have a guess as to why, but go ahead. Yeah. No, this is interesting. Because that's how they watch TV. So most people now today, yeah, dream in color. But people... Uh, born before color television was a thing and before the era of color television, which there's very few left now. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's a single generation now. But they have been studying their brains and they have found by looking at their, their REM sleeps and their deep sleeps that a good portion of people that were born before television moved from black and white do in fact dream in black and white and they are saying they think mainly it has to do with television that the boom in black and white television in the first half of the last century affected and formed the way that people generally dreamed and their beliefs leading to forming dreams then they said that media exposure because of the onset of television caused such a huge media exposure weight on their brains that it actually changed the way people dream in general. Wow. Like the onset of television changed dreaming. Well they were forever. they were the first I think they're being a little dramatic. era of people to experience that. Um my dreams are scrolling, so <laughs> You're, are you, are you <laughs> your dreams are like you're going through yeah, reels on Instagram? <laughs> on Instagram? No, I'm I'm joking. So say, so the the techniques and the types of dreams reported made no difference in the study, but crucially, they said both in questionnaires, diaries, and in participants, those older participants, those significantly who had exposure to black and white media, reported experience experiencing significantly more black and white dreams over the last 10 days of the study than any of the other participants. Interesting. Yeah, I can't say Makes I've ever had me. a black and white dream. No, me neither. That I've ever remembered. And the, the vividness of those dreams were the same. Those that dreamt in black and white had the same vividness, the same realness of the mm-hmm. dream, but just lacking color. Whereas okay. those younger participants, 
same vividness, same brain activity with those dreams, yeah. but color instead of no color. It's just and interesting because, you know, they're living their daily life in color. But then due to this new technology that's in front of them that they're watching probably a lot because it's brand new. Mm -hmm. It's like the first time you got your smartphone. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it would have to do is them being a child growing up looking at a black and white TV. Yeah, formative yeah. experiences. Totally, totally. Exactly. Yeah. They're totally. trying to understand the they world around them. They developed with they're, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're diving into TV shows to try and understand the world and the culture around them and they're trying to make sense of it. So, and I gotta ask my dad. When you go to sleep, are. your yeah. brain tries to articulate all kinds of random Random data yeah. and imagine and going from a radio tries to, to throw things into whatever would make sense to, to you. that i mean going from radio to that like you would be glued to that yeah and, and those are the questions yeah. they're bringing up yeah. too is that the fact that they experienced this huge cultural phenomenon of this coming has a huge effect on their upbringing a huge effect on their memories to such a point that that black and white status is intertwined with their growing up to such a degree that it, that it affects their dreams versus us doing mm -hmm. it in color. And they're saying the other thing is that there's no, there's no claims really of people not living through that era dreaming in black and white. Like almost everyone else in the study dreams in color. It's just this one offset of people and they're, they're, they're relaying it to, but they can't clearly relate to because not everybody does. Do we and, know? Yeah. and not all dreams. Do like we know some dreams the... are black and white and 80% black and white, some in color. They live in color clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That changes. Do we up. know what the age group is? Older than Boomer? What's that it, generation? It, so like the greatest generation? 75 yeah, the, plus? The greatest, the best generation. The gra what do they call the themselves? The greatest generation. Yeah. yeah. 80s, yeah. like 80 plus at this point? Yeah. 75, 80 plus? They gotta be easily. Yeah, 80 plus at this point, right? Because we're yeah. talking, they were... Because, I mean, if 80 would be born in the 1940s. I mean, my dad's 76, I'll ask him. So, Dad? Montgomery? Montgomery, if you could dream tonight for mm -hmm. us, our next episode is being recorded on a Monday, but it'll be released on a Wednesday. So, if in between, because we can do edits. It's a diary for us. If I know before <laughs> Wednesday, if your dreams, in the next week, because we'll give you seven days... Can we give them seven days? It's more like five days. We'll do a three-day study, Montgomery. So give us three days worth of dreams. We need you to buy a book, journal it. Yeah. You're going to send it to us, mm -hmm. Janine in particular. You're going to send that journal to Janine and let us know if it's in color or black and white. But we need vivid details because no. we need a science. I'll just, I'll just record for I'll just like interview him and record on my phone because I'm seeing him in L.A. this weekend. Perfect. So Perfect. What's funny about that study, though, is that those people whom are still alive now, have been watching color TV it's for, the formative years. Childhood, for the formative a lot years, more yeah. years yeah. than they watched black and white TV, but your, they're still dreaming and like your brain percentage of their brain is black and white. But I guess creating wrinkles. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they grew up though and they were brought up with that, then it was part of their I mean, yeah, like, Do you process. ever have those dreams that you're like losing your teeth? Or no. those dreams that you're falling? I have, I have those, yeah. And they falling, wake me yes. up. Yeah. Flying, yes. Rare. So all of those are typically related to like some sort of. I have uh, a lot of dreams that I can't see and I can't breathe. No, see, those are that normal. Sounds horrible. It's awful. Those are pre-podcast dreams. Pre, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get the ones where people are chasing me and I'm running, but I can't. I'm not going anywhere. See, I'm, I'm I like keep having dreams where I'm chasing all of speed. you. Mm. Yeah. I have a lot of dreams where you know, like where you're 
totally cognitive in your dream and like you can make decisions lucid dream lucid dreaming yeah. yeah so like you're very like you're there but everything like i am there and a lot of it has to do with my day-to-day life that's already happened and mm-hmm. i'm like reliving that but i'm lucid so i'm like I can make a decision, but it never works out in my way. Mm-hmm. Like it never does. Like, are you it, sure you're not just living? I mean, that's <laughs> that's an argument to be had with somebody way smarter than me. <laughs> no, but it never like it never pans out. I'm like, oh, I can do this instead, and then it doesn't pan out. I have a lot of work dreams, but it's just because a lot of my life is work lately, and so I'll have a dream, and then I wake up from it and realize I have to go to work, and then I'm just horribly. Well, I told you, I told you, I already did work in my dream. That's why your face looks like that in the morning. Yeah, yeah it just always looks like. I told you about my dream about signing up for the gym, right? Yeah, and then you actually yeah. went to the gym. Yeah, thinking. so I dreamt that I signed up for a gym, and it was because my friend Don, you met Don. Mm-hmm. She told me all about this gym, all about the people who work there, that type of thing, how to sign up, do all that. And I had a dream that I did it. And it was so lucid that I swore that I signed up for that gym. And I showed up the next day to go to the gym. And he tried and to pay were, with dream money. And they were like, <laughs> I was like shaking the door. I was like, what the hell? And he needed like a key card. I was like, I didn't get a key card. Mm-hmm. Like I was here. And then I like called the gym. I was like, hey, like I signed up yesterday and I can't get in. They're like, what's your name? I was like, Austin Armstrong. And they're like, you're not in our system. And I was like, what are you talking about? I had that phone call today. Yeah. 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 What are you doing? And then that I literally, I had to relive <laughs> no, my dream that next crazy. day of signing back up for the yeah. gym. It was crazy. It was so crazy. Because I swore. I woke up in the morning like, first day at the gym, let's get after it. <laughs> you know? And I never signed up. Nice. Yeah. Let alone I've only been twice Dreams. since I signed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I had... One more thing, and then we're going to call it. Uh, in between that one thing, somebody talk. Hey, oh, okay. great, great work, everybody. So yesterday, we had a very, like, uh, it, was a weird, it was a weird afternoon. I was with our friend Button and Nathan, mm-hmm. and uh, Button's friend from Brooklyn, Carissa. And so... We woke up in the morning. We were like, meh, night was hard. Uh, we went out to Westcliff. Said, like, we're going to have just a nice day on the cliffs. And her friend was like, God, I really wish, like, I could just see some, like, wildlife out here, that type of stuff. And we were just like, oh, man, yeah, hopefully we'll see. And, like, me, like, I fish. So I know, like, if there's a big flock of birds swirling around. Like, there's probably a bait ball down there. I was like, oh, well, there's a bunch of birds. Maybe we'll see something. And then, like, 15 seconds later, two humpback whales just go, <gasps> and breach like no way so we got to watch humpbacks for two and a half three hours between these two bait balls just breaching slapping coming up yeah it was beautiful what do you got all right we're gonna end with the uh and correct me if i'm wrong do you know about this the daruma doll from japan oh i've heard i've heard of it yes Okay, so (laughs) supposedly, uh, other, uh, as this article says, other than sake that comes in cardboard juice boxes, the most peculiar and most often souvenir brought back from Japan is the Daruma doll. Now, these dolls are these small round figures, uh, and they're painted red, and they have big mustaches and these huge empty eyes that look. I mean, they're saying it looks like they overdid it in a box of Nihonshu. Can you explain what Nihonshu is? 
Uh, well, Nihon is Japanese, and Shu would be uh, the people or cultured. So they overdid it on Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand Wait, that context? reference. Give me some context. That is the context. They overdid it on a bit of on the boxed Nihon shoe. Maybe it's like a caricature. Maybe. Anyway, uh, it turns out a bunch of Japanese families actually own this mustachioed red ball. Uh-huh. Uh, the Daruma. And it's considered to be a bit like a genie uh-huh. that grants your wishes, but... Through blackmail. Oh. So this piece. Give us your credit card and your social mm-hmm. and we will. Exactly. I think they had some renditions of it in Spirited Away. So this piece around. is going to be about Daruma dolls. Love it. So there is a very disturbing history behind what we now know as the Daruma doll. Uh-huh. So. Uh, in theory, when you first purchase this Daruma doll with its blank white eyes, it has blank white eyes so that you can, once your wish is granted, repaint new eyes onto him. So anyway, these eyes are there specifically so that you can paint second eyes. Ooh. The eyes are big on purpose and blank so that when your wish is granted, you can grant him back his wish of sight. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Weird. So, interesting. Uh, you can choose any wish. Some people choose to pass an exam. Some people wish to have a bigger fill in the blank house. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to back up about three centuries to the onset of this doll. Origin story. Origin and here comes story. the origin of, it, of the Japanese version of the elf on the shelf. What? Which was you know, this the, thing? The American yeah, yeah, elf yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, Elf on the Shelf watches you if you do bad things. Bad oh. things will happen. You're also trying to find the Elf on the that. Shelf, right? I don't know if you have to find him. He's on the shelf. Don't you hide him? I thought you hid him. He's on the shelf the whole time. What kind of dumb kids do you have? Is this an X-Files episode? Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Mulder, Scully. <laughs> the smoking man on the shelf. Yeah, the smoking man <laughs> on the shelf. So they are modeled, the Daruma doll is modeled after the monk Bodhidharma. He's the founder of Zen Buddhism, mm-hmm. a sect that stresses the importance of meditation, contemplation on the world to achieve enlightenment. You know all this. I don't practice Zen Buddhism. Well, you practice Buddhism in general, and I feel like it's similar. I practice a different sect of Buddhism. Fair enough. That's, that <laughs> one's on me. Sect. That's on me. Uh, there's very little historical record of this man, but as legend goes, he meditated for nine years straight without moving. Which eventually caused him to lose his arms and legs out of atrophy, and his arms and legs literally fell off. Which is why the doll is just this round ball with a mustache and eyes, because the man literally meditated so long his arms and legs fell off from not using them. All I can think about is you telling this story as Mulder to Scully. God, I like that so much. All I can think about. (laughs) So it's literally the doll is meant to resemble a head and a torso with no arms and legs. The custom painting of the eyes is part of this uh, talisman that's connected to Bodhidharma to achieving enlightenment. Because as the story goes, he was trying to open his eyes to the truth of the universe. But supposedly... Out of his nine-year meditation, according to legend, he fell asleep for seven years in those nine years. He got so angry at himself 
that he grabbed a knife, uh, obviously before his arms fell off. (laughs) 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 And it must have been hard because he wasn't using those arms much in those first seven years. But within those seven to nine years, he could still hold some version of knife. He cut his own eyelids off so that he would never fall asleep again. The story continues that once he amputated his eyelids and they hit the ground, it made the first tea plant sprout. Which is why green tea helps you stay awake. So he invented caffeine. He invented the first ever caffeine for the world so, through green tea from his eyelids. I, I should worship this this creation so of do caffeine. You, do you really think that green tea existed before coffee? Science says uh, no. Okay. But mythology says green tea and caffeine is all just eyelid juice ancient astronaut theorists say yes yes (laughs) eyelid plant juice is the source of all caffeine i'm still just thinking about Mulder and scully so the drawing of the eyes on the daruma doll is a symbolic act of removing the the eyelids question was when culture found those items and used them yes Mm, yes and do you know i do not I was hoping you did. Because like they were in two completely we'll just separate cultures completely separate yeah. sides of the planet Perfect. that did not communicate with each other, so it's really hard to know. Well, God, God knows if somebody else cut off something else somewhere else in the world to create the coffee plant. Does God know? Coffee was being used by, by civilizations <laughs> that did not have any record keeping, so that's hard. Anyway, back to Daruma. So our Daruma doll, the act of drawing eyelids on him or eyes on him is a symbolic act of becoming one and seeing the universe as it is. Uh, That's trippy. But supposedly this theory is largely supported by yet another amputation themed Bodhidharma myth in which a patriarch only accepted another monk into his school to get to Nirvana by cutting off his own arms to prove his dedication. You know, there's an amputation-themed... Hard pass. X-Files episode (laughs) about the Peacock family. Anybody? Anybody? Amputation-themed? No, but I want to watch X-Files tonight now. Oh, yeah. So, and it goes deeper. So the color of the Daruma doll was inspired literally by pain and death. Mm. So they actually come in a variety of colors, including purple... And white and gold for self-improvement, purity, wealth, etc. And blood-stained. But they're usually red uh-huh. because of the association it has with measles and smallpox. Oh, Love it. swing and a miss for me. Yeah. I yeah. know that. So they're usually balanced on little stands because originally they're never supposed to tumble or fall over. I've seen one of those before. They're insanely common. Yeah. yeah. I've seen one of those before at a friend's you, house. You go walking down a, uh, I don't know, Japantown mm. or something, you're going to see one. Yeah, no, my Crazy. friend's mom has a bunch so of those. So they're, they're given to the sick as a symbol of resilience and recuperation. So they're often given out as gifts in Japan for those who are sick and was used centuries ago when one of the most devastating childhood diseases in Japan was measles and smallpox. They were giving these out a crazy as this good omen that anybody can survive any craziness and this this thing maybe will be with like your- Gary's money we should buy a couple of them <laughs> mm-hmm. what happens if you don't paint his eyes in 
your wish didn't come true. No. No, no, you have to paint them after your wish comes true. Yeah, so I'm so if you, No, yeah, if you until, don't... Until then, your wish comes true, you can't no, paint them. No, if you don't paint the eyes on after the wish, he will come after you. That's what you. I'm saying. If they don't paint the eyes, they probably didn't paint the eyes because the wish did not come true. No, but if you don't paint the eyes after the wish came true... Then it won't stay true? Death becomes you. Oh, wow. Quite... Mm. It's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, it will become everyone, but I mean, sooner, I'm assuming. You can paint the eyes however you want, I feel like. Then you're a spoiled, rotten brat with no appreciation. So eventually, because these were given out so often during that huge pandemic in Japan that they gained their own synonymy with smallpox, and those things went from good luck charms to literal arbiters of death. So if someone gave you one, they assumed... You're probably going to uh, that, that was basically a death omen for you in Japan for a while there. Oh, and so it's like saying bless you when you sneeze. Exactly. And now they're, they're given out as this like trinket for everybody. But for a good long time there in Japan, if you're given one of those, it's because your family is shunned and you shouldn't be around it. If you survive, you need to paint eyes on it. The because the genie has granted you life again. Mm. Crazy. So I bought one and I made a wish that you guys would show up today on time. Hey, I was here before you were. I'm just saying, if we don't paint the eyes tonight... I my bad. I don't know that I was my on bad. time. If we don't paint the eyes tonight, I'm just saying. I'm going to go watch some X-Files. If we don't paint the eyes tonight... Janine and I will keep it going, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I put it in your name. Oh, perfect. Great. So you and Janine will keep it going. That's why I brought Natalie on today, because I thought I should have a backup host in case you guys don't show up next week. Okay. Well. Oh, I'm not genius. I bid you adieu for my final supper I'm about to go to. Ah. <laughs> it's my bedtime. So, on that wonderful note, this has been featuring Jeff Goldblum, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. That's yeah, Corrections Corner like music. I feel like it's <laughs> proper for this yeah. last yeah. segment. Yeah. Well, that, that's a sad farewell piano. Yeah. Right? It's a farewell. My final episode <laughs> to Austin because I was definitely late. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> he should have gotten here on time. The genie is not happy. Yeah, it's all yeah. right. Hopefully, it's Robin Williams. I can talk him down. I doubt it. It's probably the Will Smith version. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, there's no winning. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> anyway, what I meant to say was. This has been featuring Jeff Goldblum, featuring me, Mr. Tyler Armstrong. And featuring me, Mr. Austin Armstrong. And me, Janine Bray. I was here also. Natalie Natalie. Hewitt. (laughs) Hey guys, it has been a pleasure. Uh, Look us up. Well, I don't know why. Just do it. They're already listening. (laughs) (laughs) At this point. Have you checked out our website? Nothing's changed. Spotify. Apple Music. iHeartRadio Pod, Podcast po- Hashtag town. Podcast PodcastTownUSA.gov mm-hmm. Anyway uh, it We will have new merchandise out soon I promise and by soon I mean this year uh, Stay classy San Diego <laughs> I think we got it Yeah I think it went pretty well Did yeah. we feel good? Yeah. I mean yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of breathing or clicks I like that. That's all. No, yeah, today it was just He's all it was just all news. It's so good when you just guide Did everything. Did you stop recording? Boom, boom, boom. And of course we never stop recording at the end. We just talk. 
We've never stopped recording once, actually. Yeah. I've had to get seven different laptops because it's just filled with files of us talking forever. Yeah. I got a new work computer. I really today. like I really like the files I've heard of Tyler making Natalie breakfast and coffee in the morning. It's my favorite stuff. I'm glad Thank that's you. what you brought up. Yeah. All right. Well, oh love God. you. Right. Gotta go. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs>